Hey everyone, this is your girl, LaBecky Rowe of Autism Vibes Radio. My co-host and I, Siobhan Robinson, have a new outlet and it's called Autism in Color. And we will be taking that to YouTube as well as podcasts. Why you ask? Because we are giving a voice to people of color who have autism or have loved ones with autism giving them a space to share their unique experiences, challenges, and triumphs because autism comes in all colors. And as always, we are keeping autism on the table and in the conversation. So if you know someone who is living with ASD or have a family member on the autism spectrum, please give them our name and number, email, shout us out because we want to hear their story. We want to know how autism has impacted their families. We can be reached at autismincolor at gmail.com. And our phone number is 704-325-9706. And we want to hear from you. Good day, everyone. Welcome to Autism in Color. We are your hosts, LaBecky and Siobhan. Today in our studio, we have the one and only Chef Anthony Henderson. And guess what, audience? He is diagnosed with high-functioning autism. And let me not forget my co-host, Siobhan, the mixed mistress, Robinson. Hey, (laughs) y'all. Hey. Hey. How you doing, Anthony? We're doing great over here. How y'all doing? All right. All right. I love it. Doing good. Doing good. Glad to have you. Glad to be here. All right. At what age were you diagnosed with autism? I was diagnosed um, when I was eight years old in Cleveland. Um, I, but we found out like um, one of my, excuse me, one of my elementary school teachers gave me like a book. So it was like a little thing, like she was trying to get my attention and she was giving hints off to my mom that I wasn't picking up on a lot of social cues or I wasn't picking up on um, attention. Oh, your attention span. Oh yeah, yeah. I was very, say at least I was an energetic child growing up. Um, But yeah, when I was eight years old, so the teacher noticed your inability to focus. Yes. Yeah. So what was that like for you? Was your name being constantly called? How did that manifest for you? You know, um, I would be called a lot. Um, but at the same time, like growing up with like the siblings I have, it was, it was kind of like more, I, I don't know how to explain it. It was more like um, thankfulness, like the, the, be able to see another person's perspective of me at the same time, like just continuously inspire other people at the same time. Okay. So so how, how did your siblings respond to you? What kinds of things that did y'all do? What, what, what kind of let you know? Well, I got an older brother, um, 11 years older than I am. He's a comedian. So mm-hmm. to give you a heads up, I got roasted a lot growing up. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and I got my other two siblings, my twin brother and my older sister, who's 11 months older than I am. Um, 
and they've helped me along the way as well. So yeah, like um, the teachers and stuff like that would talk to my siblings. They get to, un- get to understand me a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And then like they would see like how I would see that and I would just actually be like, okay, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I just try to switch up the, the narrative in a, in a sense to like, like kind of add some life to what I got going, like humor, you know, mm-hmm. some so I, I grew up with my siblings always doing, joking around with me and stuff like that, always showing me like they love me and stuff. So it was easy for me to do that to tell to reflect that on to other people. Okay. As a young, as being uh, young. So were you, were you kind of quirky? Yeah, yeah, definitely quirky, <laughs> quirky. Okay. You know, I, I would rock. Actually, I didn't even speak until, speak in, like I, I had like a small group of um, like, I guess, real friends and um, a small group of them when I was really young, younger that I actually spoke to. I would actually hang out with like my, my brother's friends like older, my older brother's friends and my twin brother's friends and stuff like that, uh, my sister's friends. Yeah. So did you find it easier to engage with older people rather than those who were your age or younger? Yeah, uh, it was it's that, like, it, it's kind of weird. Like today's the world we live in, I actually relate more to older people, um, but I also can relate to the youth, like the, the very youth. Um, Cause I see like what they see at the same time. I also see what's what the path of where we're going in a sense. Um, with like from doing what I like, how I experience things. So yes, I was definitely quirky. Answer your question. I was weird, very weird, and I'm comfortable with being weird. Because um, weird is not like a. But I think we look at weird and like, we give weird a bad rep. <laughs> like yes. a lot of people do. Um, Cause it's not just, I don't think it's a weird or, um, uh, I don't know. It's, were you in regular, were you in regular ed? No, actually I was in special ed. Um, okay. majority of, majority of, um, majority of my time period in uh, grade school. Um, but I also had, I did have regular, cl- regular classes too. Like, right. small, like some, some, like, um, uh, gym, obviously, music, um, okay. art classes, and stuff. And actually, I felt in high school, um, I can't even remember his name right now, but like, uh, he felt my, God gave me a fell F in art, and I was just like, uh uh-uh. What? <laughs> they gave you an F in art? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Like, can't see an artist from, I don't know. <laughs> they <laughs> they couldn't, they they couldn't appreciate your, your gangster. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> to a degree. It's, um, but yeah, I was in special um, special ed classes and it was it was very tough for me to be in those classes and actually talk to people who weren't in those classes, being playing uh, playing sports, um uh playing some sports. I, I was mainly like working and stuff like that because like growing up, um I guess like my growing up, um, I grew up with my grandma, my grandma, my mom, mainly my, my dad taught me like, uh, taught me how like to protect myself in a sense. Right. Um, he was in karate. He, he has a tremendous story himself, but mm-hmm. um, 
it was uh um it was a very life lesson growing up that I very I cherish so much. Like um and like my grandma taught me uh, like vegetables. Oh my god. <laughs> okay. So, so did your grandma did your grandma kind of spark your interest in food? Oh definitely, most certainly. Okay. Like, I grew up talking to her on the porch every day, um, doing the um, garden with her every day, uh, yard work, you know, just like seeing what she, how she d did what she did growing up. And it reflects on me now, so this is one of those things. So you were very close with her? Oh yeah, really, really close to her. I wanna go back to the teacher who pointed out to you and your mom that you, Anderson, sorry. Miss, that you may have had some autistic tendencies, right? Uh -huh. So after the teacher pointed out to you and your mom, did you get tested? What happened after that? Well, um, we went to Cleveland Cl Clinic, Cleveland Clinic, I believe. Dr. Woodsnister um, uh, was my uh, therapist and um, he diagnosed me with autism. The way my um, social cues were, my mannerisms. Um, even after I was diagnosed, I was tested throughout high school. Um, kind of like tested in college, but not really. Um, mm -hmm. It wasn't really like how college is college. Um, mm -hmm. But like it was really like, um, like throughout school, I was tested often. And um, but yeah, Dr. Woodsnitzer was my doctor up in Cleveland Clinic. He um, diagnosed me and Miss Anderson. Once you received the diagnosis, did that change anything for you? I noticed right now that you're playing with a pen. <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah. That's all good though. That's all good, keep, keep it going. Right, um, yeah, uh, I would just pick up on my own social cues. So I would just watch myself, how I respond to different people and okay. I would see how I, my tempers, flare certain times when I'm around certain different other energies, et cetera. Okay, um, good for you. Um, yeah, and that's very tough when you're younger, but I traveled a lot when I was younger with my mom, mm -hmm. with, her, with her job and stuff like that. We would go to like, we went to Illinois, to Jacksonville, Florida. In the process, we would go to my cousins everywhere else, like growing mm -hmm. up in Virginia, um, different places, but like, um, it was very like uh, a life lesson just traveling um, and then picking up on different people, meeting different people, inter being interactive with pe different people, different circumstances, like being homeschooled um, mm -hmm. for a little bit, a little bit of a period, understanding how that system kind of like would work. Um, and to understand like how that, how it corresponds with people like myself mm -hmm. and like now where I'm at. Like, what, how was it with when, when you were in school and you weren't being homeschooled? How were your relationships with your peers? Great. Um, I still stay in touch with a lot of them. Um, and, uh, you know, like that's one of the things that, like, it's very tough tough because, like, you build, it's like a restaurant. You build like this, these relationships with people who, may or may not value their time. So it's kind of like, they're not gonna, you don't know if they're gonna value your time. So it's just like, every day it's like one of those things like, okay, this is, in some people's eyes, they'll look at it like a home run, but it's really like, okay, if 
this was the last time I was to we were to do anything. What are you going to take out of it? <laughs> like at the end of it all, it's like, what are you going to do? Like, uh, and then I guess that's what. Um, when it's like talking to them then and talking to them now is what really I talked to them about. I'm like, okay, like at the end of this conversation, <laughs> I want to I want to know where you where I seen you last time and now and mm-hmm. how do you go how do you grow from there? And yeah. then like that's really simple simple it's, as that. It's really cool that you have those values, you know, uh-huh. that, that that you value your time and you value other people's time and that you value time together because actually <laughs> this moment that we're in it, this, this moment right now will never happen again, right? Right. So right. It, it's it's in the history books, it's done. So every breath that we breathe, every moment that we share, um, every, you know, we, we, it, it needs to be viewed as a valuable thing because right. it, it can never happen again. Each second is unique, you know? So I think, how, who taught you that? Where did that come from for you? Uh, probably, like, you, like we were just saying, like probably losing my grandma, probably losing like, a lot of friends growing up and stuff like that was very emotional for me because <clears throat> a lot of a lot of things like hold to with me now like when, I, when I'm doing different things mm-hmm. cycles repetition I say repetition is everything like food I'm gonna eat every day I used to go go to different restaurants here around first moves here and pass out business cards and tell them do you like do you like to eat? <laughs> Just because the food market is like, it's like, uh, it could be good. It could be good, but it could be better, you know? Like, mm-hmm. and it's like people like myself, people like my partners who make these things happen. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, this is what it's really about. And you grow. People naturally see things and it's like, okay, like, well, I'll be planting these plants. And if I know so deer's gonna eat this blueberry plant I got over here, I have to build a lot of stuff around it to make sure that they eat that first because I gotta protect this. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly and that's exactly what um I kind of do I, I try to do across the board as best as possible. Um but a lot of times I can that can be that can be a, a lot. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. And I, and Preserving I, and I, these things. So, so I think like like even when I'm like disconnected, it's very easy for me to come back to like, okay, like I need help with this. This is why I need help with this. <laughs> like, it's easier for me to show someone like, okay, like, so we're gonna do this and not know what what, what direction we're going into versus um, me actually having to actually come down to Charlotte, cook <laughs> like, and build this way out, outward for myself for my from that's that's for me but a community wouldn't understand like okay like he genuinely likes this <laughs> like it's like like no this is you, you wouldn't understand why i like all the reasons behind this is this really like it motivates me to see people happy you know like i can literally, literally plant a plant and sit there and stare at it all day and just be like this is great because <laughs> you water it like you and you because you value everything that it took to get to where it is right right that is and that's, so cool that and is I so think, cool yeah um and i think that a lot of people don't see that 
that that goes over people's head and it's like that time that you just had for yourself mm-hmm. like I, i've been in this position like helping out other people sometimes mm-hmm. um other organizations and whatnot like that um but i was just like like for me like i know there's 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 more there's always more to like a recipe than, right. so, to build it to elevate it to right, make it yes. something on top and I go to like these art shows and stuff like that. And I see these artists just hiding all their work sometimes. And I'm just like, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> That's me. <Yeah. laughs> you know what? And with that, we will take a brief pause for the cause. And we will be right back with LeBecky and Siobhan and Anthony Henderson. This segment is being brought to you by Let's Talk About It, the Autism Center, Inc., serving young adults with ASD ages 17 through 40 and their caregivers since 2018. Check out our website to get to know more about us and find out about our upcoming events. Find us at Let's Talk About It, the Autism Center.org. Email us at Let's Talk 1922 at gmail.com or call us at 704 704- Eight three five three six zero five. Let's talk about it. The Autism Center, where we're keeping autism on the table and in the conversation. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back to Autism in Color, and we are speaking with Chef Anthony Henderson today. Thanks again, Anthony. No problem, Anthony. I've heard you talk about food cooking and the like, vegetables and things like that. Tell mm-hmm. me, who or what inspired you to become a chef? My grandma, my grandma, my mom, actually, and I gotta throw in my sister too, cause my sister and I used to grow up making mud pies all the time. So gotta shout out to the gang over there. <laughs> like, but like, uh, they, um, uh, uh, my grandma mainly though, cause she grew up, I, I grew up, gardening with her growing plants um uh always having to like help her in the yard and stuff like that she was she wasn't lazy at all but she would do a lot that you would have to do a lot to help her <laughs> so and she was scared of snakes so someone had to get the rodents off the, <laughs> of the garden so she had a vegetable garden yep okay vegetable garden yeah yep so y'all ate fresh vegetables. That's a beautiful thing. Definitely. <laughs> oh, so yeah. That, that's where you got your appreciation for fresh food, right? Oh, definitely. 100%. 100%. So were you helping your mom or your, or, or your, your grandmother in the kitchen when they were preparing meals? How did this, how were you, how did this chef thing flare up in you? I got you. Um, yeah, like, so like, my mom would always make the same stuff over and over again. Like, oh. probably like, Tuna fish casserole. <laughs> like, <laughs> thank God those are days are. I'll have to elevate that. Um, but like, um, um, probably like salmon and rice stuff like that. Just my grandma would like overcook like burgers. I remember like she overcook burgers, make uh, fries from the potatoes and stuff like that. Fresh cut fries. So what the fry guys? Those they got my heart <laughs> right there. But like, um, but like. Uh, the fresh, the freshness, and seeing how they would use fresh product and make their image of a, a good dish just to feed us and me and my siblings. I can't even. 
I can pay that back, you know, like, so I might, I might as well just showcase it across the board, so. Um, yeah. I, I remember the day of, of fresh cut French fries. That's how we ate fries from potatoes. It wasn't out the bag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, and hamburgers That's... that didn't come from McDonald's. Right. Oh, right. <laughs> like, That's no, right. They don't even deteriorate until like four months. Never mind. We don't even go there. <laughs> <laughs> so how old were you when you figured out that you wanted to be a chef? To be real, like, like I... I looked at looked up to what I thought was like a chef per se in a in a in a different aspect of it. It was like a city always pumping out food constantly, just like my hometown is like uh it's Italians, Greeks, um based community. So so the bunch of unions and stuff like that, and they would always work with each other um mm-hmm. and make Italian food Italian foods like Northeast Ohio is kind of weird. Um, you got you got everything up there, so it's okay. like the culture within the food scene is just very, very up out and in your face because there's pizza, fresh pastas, and stuff like that. And then you watch these people that are in the back of the house. You got the mamas. You got the uh, you got of course the Tonys, the Marcellus, <laughs> and all of But you also you also have the Edgars of the world and the um, West of the world teaching you to be better than all of that and some. <laughs> so it's like, and it's not like um, nothing against anybody. It's really just like picking up, being to being to be transparent and pick up things that are around you that are gr- good for you, but mm-hmm. also drop things that aren't no, not necessarily good for you. Just like okay, like this person over here, ego, make it the best of them. Mm-hmm. you're going to see how that re- reflects through the whole kitchen wow so it's like versus like someone over here is just like his ego's up there and it's like this person is like you have to you have to paint a picture that makes sense to, to even talk about anything like you have to go through these ropes to even talk about anything so mm-hmm. to talk about what um for me to I, I actually quoted myself before and I actually apologize because I said I was just like, I never really see myself as a teacher because I just seem stressful and I don't get paid enough. <laughs> but <laughs> that's but the truth. I, I think that if anyone would be teaching, it would be people like myself that are very different to reflect the show how to teach the, the whole, uh, to be able to be humble and understand like, you could be a lot of things, but you cho- you choose to be this because you're great at this, and it it helps out so many people. Mm-hmm. So like, that's literally like for me, it's like that really it's just that like, and, and that's what food does for you, right? Okay, okay, that's a beautiful thing, right? You got you got a lot of wisdom beyond your years, young man. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, it's perks to it. <laughs> and I guess we need to go to North, would you say Northeast Ohio? Northeast Ohio, yeah. Okay, for, for some good food, for some good culture and food. Oh, I wouldn't say, uh, <laughs> I wouldn't say good culture food. Um, I would say you would pick up on, um, not you necessarily, but like people, you would see how before you probably had to check in like the 19, 
hundreds <laughs> to, see, to see how they were actually cooking and actually they cared about the cooking and they cared for the it was a purpose behind the cooking it wasn't mm-hmm. just let me throw this out here because i can just do it it was right. it this is where i can come from like a lot of times i'll post pictures and of food and music and whatnot like that and it's just like okay this is what if you want to be great at making if you want to be great at something if you're going to do something be great at it regardless and it makes sure it makes sense for for you the next person because if it doesn't make sense to you it's not gonna make sense to the next person like because i couldn't like i would i would hate to be come up from observer and background and have to tell a person like you and i or anybody and i don't know who's what i just know I would hate to tell people that it's, it's easy. It's a cakewalk because it's not mm. like, and right. I would hate to put on a facade, the image of like, I, I got this far from um, just asking for, asking for favor. It was more like, I, I have to see this first mm-hmm. and I have to know what I want. And mm-hmm. I have to be willing to, to, to put in the work right. that I know that it's going to lead the way for not just me, others. Right. So, so, and that's very hard. That's that's hard in my eyes. <laughs> like, in a sense, if I'm just by just saying that, it's hard for me to say that. But it's easier said than done. Right. It's uh, very, it's like, very it's, intentional. What, right. What you, what you what you've done is has been very intentional. Right. Um. But it's a lot to that as well. Like. But um. Yeah. Like I just genuinely like I I like meeting. Um. People, I got like my my partners. Um, uh, I I got off topic, but like <laughs> I got my partners who like really like are like my brace. So I I literally re- try to reflect that the most to them as well. Mm-hmm. And one of them is Purple Heart veteran, the other was two time kidney transplant survivor. I'm like, oh, watch what they do. I'm like, my partner Albert drinks. You yeah. gotta stop. Stop. <laughs> and I was like, survivor. I love you, really. And I want you to drop <laughs> right. it. <laughs> right. Like, like I can't like it's, it's it's things like that that really like that just hits me at like different times. Like, like and I I genuinely like some guy the other day reached out to me from UK and I was like, yeah, it doesn't involve anything in my community. So <laughs> I wanted to ask you. Like, what kind of dishes do you make? What are your favorite dishes? You know, um, that's a that's a real good question because people always ask me what's my favorite dishes. And it's kind of hard because, like, when I was saying, like, the culture up in Ohio, like, I can tell you, you go up to North Carolina right now and try to get some Italian food, you better off going to Old Charlie's around here. <laughs> but, like, um, but not to say that there's no good chefs up there because there is, but it's um, where I'm from is it's not food driven. So like, I would say like my favorite dishes is like Italian cuisine, but I call it, it's actually a cuisine, it's called New World Cuisine. Um, and it's like Mediterranean, it's everything pretty much in one. Um, Cause okay. when, when you practice it, when you practice like uh, cooking and stuff like that, it's kind of hard to just focus on Italian food and not focus on the Asian cuisine as well. And then okay. what is American culture? here and it's like oh well, that would be new world cuisine with the food dishes that we can always implement with uh other cultures and put it together as the, ind- the representation of independent 
so, from the place of unity, bring it together. So how do you go about kind of com combining the cultures in, you know, in making the food? Is it the spices? Is like, how, how, how do you do that? <laughs> I wanted it to be like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> definitely. It's the spices, you got the um, textures, you got, uh, <laughs> you got the, um, the characters in, in the ingredients, in the, like, in the whole mise en place. Um, so it's, it's a rep representation of myself. Right? Like, all right. Hi, hi, your flair on it all. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. My mom will tell you, she's like, I can taste your food from anybody else. And I just actually heard it from someone else the other day. And I was just like, ah. <laughs> like, that's, that's a good, that's a good that's, thing, right? That means you got your own thing going. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's it's my own thing, but it's not my just the own it's own thing because I like to share it. You know, like, mm -hmm. like like when you when you get a team, it's like okay, what are they doing? To what what are they doing with you? But it's just like okay, like what are we doing now? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like so, it's like a whole ripple. Like mm -hmm. and it's like okay, like like I got I had just seen this watermelon steak not too long ago. I was just like I was mesmerized about. I was just like what a watermelon. <laughs> A watermelon stick. I was just shocked. I was just like, I, I my partner, his creative. I guess my creativity plus his creativity. He thought of that. <laughs> I was, I was like, yep, yeah, that's what we're going with. Where, where did you even find a watermelon right now? Harris Teeter. Publix. Harris Teeter. Yeah, I guess so. I haven't seen them out yet. I guess that's why I'm asking. <laughs> yeah, it's, they're out, out of season right now, but <laughs> we're getting there, though. No oh. doubt. Oh, yeah. And with that, we will take another brief pause for the cause, and we'll be right back with LaBecky and Siobhan and Anthony Henderson, the chef. This segment is being brought to you by Let's Talk About It, the Autism Center, Inc., serving young adults with ASD ages 17 through 40 and their caregivers since 2018. Check out our website to get to know more about us and find out about our upcoming events. Find us at Let's Talk About It, the Autism Center org. Email us at Let's Talk 1922 at gmail.com or call us at 704 835-3605. Let's talk about it. The Autism Center, where we're keeping autism on the table and in the conversation. We look forward to hearing from you. Welcome back to Autism in Color. With LaBecky and Siobhan and Anthony Henderson, the chef. Welcome back, Anthony. How's it going? It's going you already know, brother. <laughs> I'm loving this. <laughs> <laughs> so we've we, we've talked about we've talked about food we've talked about you being a chef how you grew up how you got into being a chef I want to ask you being on the autism spectrum are there any sensory or behaviors you notice that you may have that you use during different times engaging with different people or as you go about this neuro neuro am i saying correctly have we a neurotypical society yeah i got you um yeah like um a lot of times like 
people would be talking and I'll just lose sight of it. And I actually, I actually, when I met you um, at the art, the uh, art gallery, I was, I noticed that we were having a conversation and then we were, I was introducing you to the artist and I was just like, uh, I, I, I weed back away, but I was just in my head like, this is where, I thought about this later on. I was like, this is where you would actually talk to myself. You would actually introduce her <laughs> to the artist and introduce yourself and stuff like that, et cetera. But there's a lot of different ways to go about that. But um, one thing that was uh, like rocking, I, I rock, um, I'm, I um, speech impediment, speech, uh, when I'm talking to different people, I'll lose, like someone, like one of my friends used to like snap their fingers. Mm-hmm. But when I, was, when I would talk and um, have, in the middle of a conversation, it snapped my fingers, it was literally like, <laughs> my communication is like, I'm so distracted by this that, like this is snapping of snap. fingers. And like, and again, like uh, I go to different places and I still like, I, like after Johnson, after going to Johnson Wells, um, which we can go to, um, uh, back to. Um, but I was club promoting, and when I was doing that, I would be in, I would not club promote, really. I was just go support a lot of my friends in the club scene, and I would be around a lot of loud music. Mm-hmm. I am not a big fan of loud music and a lot of people around me. <laughs> like, but I do understand I can adapt and be like a fly on the wall without even having to walk in to like, who's paying attention to me. Okay. Or I'll, I would just see it at a, at a distance who could be possibly um, paying attention to me. Just like I would do it anywhere anywhere else. Whether it was a soup kitchen or it's at school or it's um, uh, anywhere um, that, for that matter. I have to be on, uh, aware of my surroundings okay. as, well, as well as everyone else. But my social cues and stuff like that are definitely just like, I get this, this bird's right here going around right now. It's, it's aching me to be like a dog. <laughs> you know something, Anthony? I remember when we were at the museum on Friday mm-hmm. and there was a young man who came up to you and he shouted you out. He was like, this guy is great. You, you want to know him. And a few minutes later, you were like, I don't even know who he is. <laughs> so, no idea <laughs> that goes to show that goes to show that sometimes you know you know being on the spectrum you don't recognize the face right right you may not yeah. recognize it if you didn't have a personal conversation with them you know right and you know what's crazy i don't mean no disrespect to him i probably met him before but it was just like how we met before it right. wasn't as formal so i'm like if i'm in a, t- a channel like like this z- tunnel this tunnel vision where i've got if i go to a store i have stuff a, a, a day my whole schedule these things are my priorities if you're in between these things <laughs> you might be happy you might have to come back and text me or call me and say hey, hey, hey um um i ran into you this day or whatever the case might be and if you don't have the information, it's kind of like, do I really know you? <laughs> like, so, hey, right, like, right. Like, so that become more of a more of a level of understanding what our purpose is, like what's the what's the goal? What were we talking about mm-hmm. in, um, in the 
beginning in the first place. So, and if, if they can't come up with that, then you can't remember where you met them because they were not the priority <laughs> today. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> I hear that, Anthony. I hear that. We, I hear that. We've talked about you being a chef. We've talked about you being from Ohio. We talked about how you came into knowing what you wanted to do. Tell us, how did you get to Charlotte and what school did you attend? I got you. Shout out to Jay Wu, Johnson and Wales. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, and um, I came here with my family, my mom. Uh, I was actually gonna go to Pittsburgh Colony Institute. It was just too close to home. Wasn't feeling it. <laughs> it was a lot of been, a lot of perks to go there and stuff like that, but it was more perks to, to come down to Charlotte and change up the scenery. And um, okay. uh, actually, like get out of like the hometown vibe, so to speak. Yes. And my siblings came up. Eventually, like most of my family came down. Someone went back up there. Some stayed down. Some uh, whatever. But like um uh. Yeah, my mom, my grandma, uh, my brother came down. My grandma passed away when I was in my freshman year at Johnson Wells, and I was just devastated. And um, I uh, started working in the catering, like catering field, more so down here. And it was just like, yeah. I, I I can see where where we gotta elevate our food and stuff like that, <laughs> different things, and um, it was just a lot, really. Like, and um, my mom really was a shield, really. A, a lot of a lot of a lot of a ride the whole way, and watching like what she went through along with what I what I was going through, mm-hmm. it was very easy for me to be like. I don't. I, I like to keep things simple, like <laughs> simple. So it's like, um, uh, my mom, my my siblings supported me down here. Like for the people I didn't know outside in the area, like I had my twin brother who made sure he was gonna know everybody in the area. But like just like just him being himself, it's funny. Guys, <laughs> entertaining, interesting, and I think he gets that from looking at me by my characteristics and my older brother's characteristics. Um, so it's like, yeah, like, um, it's a beautiful thing. Like I got my family, um, they, they all were just like, yeah, we're going on John Soul's gonna support you without even saying that to me. And I, I forever, forever be grateful for that, so. Are they, are the, a lot of them still down here? Oh yeah, my brother's my roommate now. Um, okay. He's my hard headed twin little brother. Yeah, I hate twin brother. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So tell me, does he does he have any um does he have any tendencies? Is he on the yeah. spectrum? You know, it's funny you asked that because I, I was just talking to my mom the other day about <clears throat> excuse me about how um uh he is because <laughs> he'll pop the ball. <laughs> He'll 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 pat the ball sometimes, and 
I, he don't know that I watch him. I've been watching him since two years. But since that minute, <laughs> like since that minute I came out. Um, but like, uh, yeah, like he has a little, a little tendency, not as much though, not as much to me. Um, okay, okay. Is is he diagnosed with autism as well? Mm-mm, mm-mm. He likes to think of himself as a normal individual. Whatever, oh, so that, is. <laughs> whatever <laughs> that is, is right. You're right, Sabron. Whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> whatever that is. <laughs> Anthony. Uh-huh. Being on the spectrum and being a chef, it's a great thing because you found your you 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 found your avenue, and in mm-hmm. finding your avenue, you are out here now doing the work of being a chef. Where can people find you to possibly taste your food? And yeah, well, uh, it's funny you asked. Tuesday, I have a pop up. This is for 420. It's a little annual thing we do every year. Um, but um, we I hope I host pop-ups throughout the city, um, throughout the area actually. I plan on doing it across the country, but eventually. Gotta take care of home first. Um, but uh, I do we do catering, we um, do private in-home uh, pop-up uh, pop private dinners, um, okay. de- demos. Um, okay. What else? Mm, thinking. Yeah, the want to start doing classes. Actually, um, I, I got this. I got a couple plans lined up to get that in action. And um, yeah, like I think that's essential, really, in our in our community, especially. Um, and I think, yeah, that's that's uh, that's the direction for. Uh, meditating, I guess, meditating purposes more so than anything else for um, not just myself, but not just for people on the spectrum, but it's for the people who can relate to people on the spectrum as well. Because I do have my people like, I got um, people like my brother mm-hmm. who likes to help me. I'm sure other people have like the family ones, their loved ones, etc. that like to do things like as far as eat fresh vegetables. Um, <laughs> And cook, because everyone has to cook. Like, yeah, everyone has to eat. You don't necessarily yeah. have to cook. You just have to know how to how what what are we digesting? And mm-hmm. these these are these are things that are just one thing we should have learned from the COVID is that like when everything is dropped, like how do we get our get our get our essentials? Yes. What are our essentials? <laughs> like, how do we what do we eat? Where do we get it from? That mm-hmm. All right, Anthony. Anthony, I want you to tell us how how can folks find you? Do you have an Instagram? Um, Do you have a Facebook? I have a Facebook, but I'm actually I, uh, I use it for mainly memes. Um, but Instagram is Anthony.Henderson. And you can follow my business page, the underscore chefs underscore LLC. Um yeah. We're so gonna start. We're gonna start doing TikTok, uh, a couple of live streams, uh, demos as well. Just it's just a process. All right, all right. So the underscore chefs underscore LLC. Yep. And that that is on Instagram. Yes, ma'am. Okay. And Anthony Henderson on Instagram. Yep. All right.
Look for him, y'all. There we go. <laughs> Anthony, it has been an absolute pleasure interviewing you. And I can't wait to work with you and to, you know, just really get to know you better because I think that you're an incredible human being for real. Thank you. Thank you for meeting with us. We look forward to collaborating with you. And with this being Autism Awareness Month, we are over the moon. <laughs> yes, we are so <laughs> glad awesome. to have met you. And for you to tell us your story, share your story. And we look forward to doing collaborations with you as well as Brenda Bivens. Miss Aunt BB. Aunt Aunt BB's crab cakes. Yes. Nice. Nice. Definitely. Definitely. It's a pleasure. It was a pleasure for me as well. Like it was a pleasure for me to meet you both. Um, Looking forward to meeting your son too. Um, I heard he's a great pianist. Um, I got to hear you. I gotta hear I gotta hear those tunes because I love music. Okay. Okay. And I have to say, you know what? You are the first person that has autism that we've actually interviewed on this I show. feel privileged. Because we, <laughs> we interviewed parents and teachers and therapists and everybody except for the people themselves. <laughs> you know. I, I, I honestly feel privileged. Like literally like um I look around and I, I, I see like people change. I was talking to my brother the other day. I said, growing up, I didn't see, I haven't seen so many autism awareness commercials until mm-hmm. like as of recently, the recent past couple of years. And I'm just like, I'm honored to like this. This is like my first like interview interview that I've actually like someone really like talks to me about like autism on the spectrum. And like a lot of times people ask me, they'll ask me for an interview for the chefs. And it's like the chefs is, is us. Like I can't just like speak on this autism because they actually play it. They play a part, and they're not autistic. And I would like to shed light on them as well. But I appreciate you all just for getting my input from my side of my life story. So thank you. Absolutely, and we look forward to speaking with you in the future too. Definitely. All right. All right. Thank you, Anthony. Thank Thank you, you. Becky. Thank you, Siobhan. This is your autism moment on Autism in Color. I'm Juan Flowers. I have a son. Actually, my wife, Rochelle Flowers, and I both have three sons, um, Jaden, Evan, and Ian. And in regards to our oldest son, Jaden, you know, he was diagnosed with being, you know, um, pretty much on the the high performing um, end of, of the autism spectrum. But most importantly, what you know, I, I like to say in regards to Jaden, Jaden is the type of child or, or son to where he doesn't let things bother him um, despite what he may have in regards to uh, understanding that he does have autism. Matter of fact, when he found out he had autism, he didn't even know that he had it. It was more so, oh, you know, can you explain to me what it is? And we just said, son, you just process things differently. Doesn't mean you're not intelligent. Doesn't mean that you have to do anything differently. You just process things differently um, than than most that you know of your peers. But one thing I noticed is that you know even before that, or even now knowing that he has autism, you know he doesn't let that um, stop him from being successful. Um, I can recall on several occasions, you know, throughout his his younger years, primarily even in eighth grade, you know, that he said, "Hey, I want to run for SGA president, or I want to run for student body president." And so I said, "Well, let's go ahead and do it." 
and the key thing was it was just a matter of understanding that you know he wanted to use his voice not necessarily just from an autism perspective but just his voice knowing that he had the just the know-how of how to reach his, his class and how to reach the school and what he wanted to do as SGA president. He has a platform. And, you know, as we, you know, as I want to mention, you know, he enjoys music, he enjoys um, hip hop, he enjoys jazz and gospel. And he, he uses that to also um, express his voice, you know, in a, in a great way. Um, you know, when my wife and I named Jaden, you know, it, you know, he was a preemie. So, you know, he was, you know, little over two pounds, two pounds, 11 ounces to be exact. But more importantly, we named him Jaden because that means, you know, God has heard. And we know that for him, God has heard that he knows that his life, you know, has importance. And so Jaden, you know, now that he's a junior in high school, you know, he's a two-letter, um, two-year letterman in track and field. You know, he, he does a, you know, a great deal of involvement, you know, with his church. Um, with different organizations in his community, and he does great in school. Um, of course, you know, with the need of assistance, you know, and he has, you know, his different um, accommodations, but he he still understands he, he can be successful, and he understands how he can be helpful and a, and a great child and a great person in, in today's society. So as his dad, I'm, because again, it doesn't, uh, you know, it doesn't matter if you have autism or not, it's just a matter of do you have the right attitude towards life and do you have the passion to do what you, you love? And I think a lot of times, you know, that's what we need to follow. Um, you know, do you have the passion? And I know our son Jaden does. This has been the Autism Moment on Autism in Color.